Good morning, everyone. Welcome. We're glad that you're here today. It's good to see your smiling faces on this uh, dreary November morning, but we're, we're glad that you're here to bring a lot of joy to each other's lives. So welcome to Community Baptist Church. Uh, we welcome our guests especially. You're very important to us, and we're glad that you're here and hope you'll feel very much a part of our family as we worship the Lord together. Let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets on each, each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that and to fill it out so we could have a record of your attendance with us this morning. If you would do that, we would certainly appreciate that. And especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter, be sure to put your email address on there and we'll put you on the list to receive that. It's a great way to keep up with the uh, activities going on here at Community Baptist Church. And speaking of those activities, folks, we got a slew of them we got a bunch of them, and I won't go through all of them today, but I will touch base on a, a, with a few of them this morning. Uh, beginning tomorrow evening, we will be having our Upwards Award Ceremony here at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. We had our final game uh, yesterday, and it has been a great season, and we are so grateful for all the volunteers that have helped to make this a great season. And so uh, we're just so thankful for each of you. Uh, but we're not quite done yet. We have our Upwards Awards program tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock. And um, that means something. Each week, as our Upward season has gone on, I have asked you to, uh, uh, to help us stack the chairs after the worship service. But you know what? I know it's in the bulletin. You don't have to do it today. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you can just leave the chairs where they are. And I think it got put in the bulletin just out of habit, you know, because <laughs> we've been doing it every week. But just leave the chairs where they are, and we'll have them set up for, for uh, 
our program uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and then on Tuesday night, there's a community Thanksgiving service, uh, community-wide Thanksgiving service, and that kind of rot- rotates around to different churches. And this year it will be at Airline Baptist Church, and that's Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. So we encourage you to be a part of that as well. We will have no activities here on Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving. I know that a lot of people will be preparing those turkeys and dressing and stuffing and vegetables and stuff. So uh, nothing will be going on here on Wednesday night. But uh, next Sunday, uh, Jada Duffy will be here to bring a report about her um, mission trip to Uganda. And we'll be doing that during the Bible study hour here at the church. And then... Look ahead another couple of weeks to December the 7th. We're going to have a big shindig here at Community Baptist Church. Uh, we are turning 20 years old in December, and so we're going to celebrate that in a big way. Uh, we'll have, have activities during our worship service time, we'll be, uh, and we're kind of leading up to that with some testimonies uh, spanning uh, five-year periods of time and uh, leading up uh, until that day. And then after the worship service on Sunday, or the, December the 7th, we'll have a potluck lunch here. And then at 1 o'clock, there will be a concert with the, uh, the walkers. And, uh, and I know that you'll want to be here and celebrate uh, in a big way with us. As we turn 20 years old, hard to believe, isn't it? It's so good to have you here, and we welcome you. It's good to share the love of God with one another. So let me invite you now to stand and share that love of God with each other today.
Good morning. I would like to at this time introduce to you our next speaker for the next five years of Community Baptist Church. Um, <laughs> I know many of you are very familiar with who he is, but there are some that may not know him. I myself have known him all my life. He is the younger brother of a very of my very dear friend Julie. So I've seen him grow from a stinking little boy <laughs> to a, an adult. <laughs> But uh, David Garner is our next speaker, and he and his family, Lisa and their three children, Tyler, uh, Sarah, and Rachel, came to us from Orlando, Florida, and uh, they joined us in our church. And the reason we have asked David for this five years is because his history with the church is that he was one of the first three deacons that were ordained at Community Baptist Church. David and his family left us because his job transferred him to uh, the great state of Pennsylvania. And they have since left there and moved to Lexington, so they're closer to us. And we are tickled when they do come and visit with us. But um, David works for Brentag. I asked him his title, and he said, you don't want to know. So <laughs> he, uh, he has uh, been around but has been a very... Uh, vital part in uh, the growth of our church. So uh, if you are um, ready, we're ready to listen to it. I know it, yeah. Been a lot of changes since 10 years, a lot more gray hair, a few more of these and uh, these, which really drives me crazy. So, uh, no, it's really an honor to uh, be here to speak to you all today. And, um, you know, I I love this church. Uh, we are attending in Lexington now. You know, we moved there about a year and a half ago, and uh, our three kids are there now. So that was the reason I moved. And uh, since I travel kind of around the world now, so it's uh, I can live about anywhere. So that that was that part was good. But we also loved our home in um, in Reading, you know, Pennsylvania. We had a great church there uh, for nine years, and really really enjoyed that. But this is my home church, and uh, so I just wanted to let y'all know that I said I grew up at IBT. You know, I said the Jenkins, the Dentons, the Craftons, uh, Gardeners, all the people that I've known forever and ever. Uh, you know, but uh, when we moved back from uh, Orlando, you know, this is uh, the people that we knew and uh, and loved. So uh, really glad to uh, to be here and share during the uh, the ten years that we were here. So uh, 1999 to 2004 was really, I thought, an exciting time for this church. Uh, we were really, you know, kind of finding our groove, I guess, and. Uh, I truly believe we were living out the mission of being a community church. And um, I always thought that church should be the one place in our society where we, have, we should have the greatest mix of society when you think about it. And, uh, but in so many cases, Sunday morning, you, know, you always hear it, it's probably one of the most desegregated uh, you know, places is the church. And I always thought that was wrong. And I always thought that Community Baptist Church always had a heart for trying to, you know, reach all those people that uh, maybe were, you know, kind of forgotten or, or left out by, by other churches. And I always uh, just think of that. That's, that's something that's really near and dear to my heart, that uh, we are actually a sanctuary for, you know, all of God's children, all the, the sinners, if you will, being reconciled to God. Um, one of the things that really kind of hit me on that was uh, Lisa and I went to a, a Toby Mac concert uh, a week ago. Now, who knows who Toby Mac is? 
Maybe some of the younger ones. Oh, some of the you know, elders as well. Okay, good. It's actually a good mix at the, uh, the church in Lexington we went to, a little over 1,000 people. And um, I just love Toby Mac. So, uh, uh, but one of the songs that he, uh, he sings, he has so many that really have a great message. It's called uh, Speak Life. And it says, Look into the eyes of the brokenhearted. Watch them come alive as soon as you speak hope, you speak love, and you speak life. And it just talks about, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, if I, if I think what would Jesus be doing if he was here on this earth today, uh, not just through us, but here physically, I think that's what he would be doing. You know, looking out, looking to the brokenhearted and trying to find those people and giving them, them hope. And I always thought that, uh, again, that's what this church did uh, very well. And, um, you know, if you thought I was going to talk about uh, upper basketball, uh, you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, so... Uh, I said it was kind of funny, you know, Dr. Dunaway asked John Proctor and, and me uh, to, if we would be willing to start up a youth basketball league. And we all know how hard it was to turn down, you know, Dr. D. So, uh, and, and by the way, John just celebrated his uh, 60th birthday last night. So it was good to catch up with him. So it's, timing was perfect for me to be able to come here for this and also at the same time visit with John. And he was actually just telling a story about uh, uh, somebody just the last week he had uh, talked to a a uh, young adult, young lady now, and she was talking about upper basketball, you know, something that uh, she had been involved in over 10 years ago and still remembered and had an impact on her life. And, um, you know, when, I, when Dr. D picked me uh, to, to help, I, I assumed it was because of my basketball prowess, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, Bill Denton's not here, I don't think, but, uh, you know, he was my coach, and, uh, and he can attest to the fact that I still hold the uh, the record at Barrett Junior High for the highest field goal percentage in, in a career, two for two. So uh, I was actually, you know, just a phenomenal basketball player back then, as you can imagine. So, uh, <laughs> no, we had a great time, though. I said Bill was a, a great coach and a, and a great mentor. But uh, uh, they actually, I was going to say, I was the only one that had different shoes on the team because I was so small, they didn't make shoes that small for, uh, for people. But... Uh, so working with the uh, the kids though playing playing basketball at Upward, uh, I mean I, I just couldn't ask for anything better because all y'all know I've got my UK on. I'm actually going to the game tonight. Uh, so uh, uh, you know it's just a, a a love of mine, a passion of mine to uh, to play basketball, and I love kids. And so the two just worked out uh, awesomely, especially for for John and I. And it was uh, definitely one of those you know labor of loves that we that we had. And um, but I can just remember, you know, the kids, uh, you know, when, when they go through the practice, one of the things they do is, uh, you know, if they learn their memory verse is they get a green star. And just watching the excitement of those kids as they got those green stars. And then watching the one that uh, really had done a great job with sportsmanship and things like that or really gave it their all, they would get the white star, the most Christ-like. And that was always, you know, exciting stuff. But... Uh, but watching those kids for the first time, in many cases, first time, ever hear stories about the Bible and, and ask questions about Jesus, I mean, you just can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, the basketball was a great vehicle to, uh, to reach those kids, and I, I, I'm, just, I'm just really shocked that we're able to keep this going for so many years now, and it's, it's a testament to you and all the hard work that, because uh, I, you know, realize for, for a fact how much hard work it takes and how many people it takes to, com- to commit to that, and... Um, you know, I'm always one of those, uh, I don't like to be an upfront person. I always like to be behind the scenes more. And, you know, some of the, the ones that I always appreciated um, were the Williams. 
uh, the McDowell's, uh, the Risings, that, that they would come on Friday night and do all this chair setup y'all were just talking about. And that was the one night John and I would, uh, would have off, if you will. Because so, during, the, during the season, we practiced every night but Friday and had a games on Saturday. And then, of course, we were here for church on Sunday. So that was, a, that was the, actually the only day we weren't at CBC normally, which was not a bad thing. It's just uh, it was a nice, nice break. And I really appreciate uh, the ones that did all those things behind the scenes uh, to make that uh, happen. Um, you know, I had a Bible verse that just reminded me of this. It said, you know, Luke 18 said, But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. It really reminded me of the, you know, not only the importance of children, but how our faith should be. Um, it should be like a child. You know, you think about the child, the, you know, this, the openness, the passion, things like that they have for things. And I think so many times I think we're guarded. Uh, I think it's just a great reminder of, of how we should be. And, and watching those kids, you know, every day in, um, in upper basketball was a, a great time uh, to do that. Another one that uh, memory I was going to say that uh, actually my daughter Sarah reminds me of it all the time is uh, participating with uh, 7th Street Baptist Church. And... Um, you know, there's an African-American church, and, uh, you know, we just always had just a great time. So when we would, uh, uh, when they would come here, they would preach and sing in the choir. And when we would go there, you know, Dr. Dunaway would preach, and then we would sing in the choir. And one of the times we were at their church, uh, uh, Dr. Dunaway was preaching, uh, Let the Fire Fall. And many of all that uh, remember that. And uh, it, was a, it was a great sermon, but, uh, you know, the African-American churches do a lot better job of participating, I call it, in, the, in sermons. And, and I wish I was more comfortable doing that. And I know probably the same for y'all. It just comes natural, I think. Preach on, bro. Preach on, exactly. And uh, I was so worried because Dr. Dunaway was getting so fired up that uh, I was expecting any time either a heart attack or the actual fire to fall from, from heaven. I'm telling you. One or the other was going to happen. I didn't know which was going to happen first. But uh, my daughter still, you know, uh, reminds me of that because, I mean, I don't know how old she was at the time, but she was probably, you know, eight years old or something like that and uh, still remembers that vividly. Um, I said one of my other ones as far as just great memories was uh, we went to uh, New York City on a backyard Bible school, and I know Nora was uh, uh, our leader in in Brooklyn. And, um, you know, just to watch churches that have absolutely nothing. I mean, they absolutely had almost nothing. If you saw their little uh, area where they had to worship, I mean, it looked like it would fit like 30 people, but they would jam in, you know, 50 or so. And they just acted like they had everything they absolutely needed. And they had absolutely nothing in our mind. And then um, helping them, you know, going out to a, uh, a park and, and having a backyard, you know, Bible school with them. I mean, there's, there's no question the kids enjoyed it, but I, I'm pretty, pretty sure the participants, uh, as far as the, the leaders, got more out of it just watching uh, what they could do uh, with nothing. I just always wonder, you know, what God thinks about us when we have so much what we have here and then we don't really use it to our, to our fullest. Um, I just wonder how, what he thinks about us when, when, that, uh, when that occurs. So, so something, to, again, to think about. Um, and again, during that time frame, you know, a very important part, uh, a very important time was when Dr. Dunaway retired. And, uh, you know, I got to be on the uh, pastor search committee, and that was 
that was very, you know, interesting to, uh, first time I'd ever done anything like that to, you know, identify pastors out there that might be a good fit. And if you think about it, you know, the second pastor probably at a new church is probably the most difficult situation you could, you could ask for because the first one everybody knows and, you know, what way the church is going. The second one's got to come in and you know, listen to all the, you know, well, this is how we used to do it, uh, discussions, I call it. So uh, we were very fortunate to get uh, Dr. Tim and uh, to be able to continue to be here today even. You know, that, that's a testament to, uh, to him and, and, you know, you as well. So uh, re- really appreciate that and um, that that's still occurring. And uh, that was actually a, a good time because we actually, when we uh, were doing the pastor search committee, I was talking to one of the pastors in Owensboro and I told him we were moving to Reading, PA uh, shortly and he told me about uh, Johnny Hughes who who was actually at seminary with him in Louisville and that's that was our pastor in Reading and uh, became a very close friend of ours actually was at our house a few weeks ago and um, in Lexington and because uh, his son plays football for Vandy which is not okay because Vandy is not any, not any good either so uh, <laughs> so uh, but uh, we enjoyed a great time with them and, they, and like I said he was he was a, a great man of faith and, and a great uh, uh, you know, person to uh, to really enjoy nine years with, because I can tell you that, you know, immediately even here being so involved, we were immediately involved there as well, and in all kind of uh, aspects of their their church, and uh, really miss that as well. And I'm gonna actually going up there in a couple of weeks. Uh, one of our guys that I uh, mentored, I think uh, he uh, he graduated from college, and and he had no business graduating from college. <laughs> really, he had nothing. He really, you know, just he just really put his heart and soul into it. He, you know, his his girlfriend got pregnant, had to, you know, get married, had to have a job, and he stuck it all the way through it and got uh, and got his degree. And so many people give up during all those circumstances that he didn't. So I'm very happy to uh, be able to, uh, you know, celebrate with him in a couple of weeks in uh, in Reading. Um, when it, they asked, they said, you know, talk a little about the past and the present, and the future. Of course, I can't do too much on the present, but uh, regarding the future, uh, you know, one of the uh, hopes, if you will, of, of Dr. D, and I know the whole group when uh, this church was founded, was to build a building behind me, right? And, um, it, you know, that's the only thing I was going to say, if I had to say that a uh, little bit discouraging, that uh, we haven't been able to, uh, you know, make that happen. And I still would like to see that as a challenge for this church. And uh, one of the things that... Uh, I've seen this unique to the, the church that uh, we attend now in Lexington, that they do a tremendous job of outreach. And they actually, um, they have four services now. It's about 200 per service. So they have about 800, 900 or so in a, in a given weekend. And, but I've never seen a church that does such a great job of reaching out and making sure that all the visitors feel at home. And let me give you, an, you know, a, a for instance on that. When, during the little time we just had, the introductory time, we got invited in the first few weeks we attended by two different couples to go to lunch. And they invited us to go, and they weren't even members of the church. They had just been attending there for a while. And uh, they just thought, you know, that's one of the things they really push is, if you really want to get to know somebody, rather than just the, you know, the two minutes you have to, to learn their name, uh, invite them to, to lunch right after the service. And I think that's a great thing to be thinking about because... Uh, there's no better way to really get to know somebody than, than, you know, kind of sharing a bread just for a short bit of time. And uh, in both cases, they shared with us a little about what the church and 
what they believed in, and, um, and you know, we've joined. You know, and um, we probably we probably looked at uh, eight different churches uh, in Lexington before we decided upon that one. And that was it was almost immediate seeing the way they responded uh, during that time frame that we were going to, you know, join that church. And it, it's been a, been a blessing just one year that we've had there. So, um, but I, I would just like to, uh, you know, it made me think of a verse um, in Hebrews uh, 13:2. It says. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. And you think about it, that's that's what it should be all about, right? So, um, you know, I just hope that uh, in 10 years I'm still around and uh, maybe we'll have that, that building behind us that we've reached out to and grown so much uh, that we, we need it. Because, uh, like I said, to, to me, this is this will always be home and, and I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak this morning. Thank you. me in our responsive reading. Gracious God, you supply us with blessings beyond our deserving. We thank you for your creation and every sign of your presence within it. For you, your everlasting grace and forgiveness. For the risen Lord who has gone before us and calls us to follow. Accept our thanks, O God. For our homes and our loved ones, for work to do and strength to do it, for moments of gladness that sparkle our day, accept our thanks, O God. For our faith and for all that sustains it, for all whose lives and examples have persuaded us that the journey is worth the taking, for your caring discipline that keeps our faith pure. Accept our thanks, O God. For those times when your plans are not our plans, where your answers to our prayers is not the answer we desire, for those times where our leading follows us into places we never expected to go, accept our thanks, O God. For the depths of the sea where our sin lies buried, for the guiding comfort of our Holy Spirit, For the powerful promise of everlasting life, accept our thanks, O God. For yours is the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's stand, please.
seated. The scripture this morning is Luke 17, 11 through 19. I really like this um, um, scripture and I'm looking forward to what Tim has to say relative to this this morning. Every time I, I, I go to the Bible and have a scripture, I, I first tell myself, uh, what's the Lord trying to tell me in this? And I always use Cindy's Bible. So uh, I also say, well, what's Cindy trying to tell me here? Because she, she would write in the, she's prolific at writing in the margins of her Bible. So it was really uh, sweet to read this. Uh, and it, it's about being grateful, even in difficult times, she said. So if you would follow as I read. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leopards lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them... When he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Amen.
Hello. Oh, there I am. Hello. How are y'all? Good. Good, good, good. Okay. I bet there are a couple of things that your moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas always make sure you remember. I'm thinking. One of them is to say, please. Do your moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas always make you remember to say, please, please, may I stay up another half an hour? And the other one is probably, thank you, right? Please and thank you. Wonder why they think it's so important to say please and thank you that they take so much energy to teach you to say thank you. Hmm. I wonder why. Now, why do we say thank you? Do you know why we say thank you? Wonder why. Wonder why we say thank you. It's polite. It's a polite thing to say, thank you. But it also recognizes something that somebody did for you. As simple as Please pass me the salt. Thank you. Somebody opens the door for you. Thank you. One of the things that I'm impressed with our upward boys and girls is when Sybil and I stand at the door and hand out their scripture cards, lots of them say, thank you. That just makes me feel good. When somebody brings you chili for supper, thank you, Jika and Bob, for bringing me chili for supper last night. It was yummy to say thank you, to recognize that somebody did something for you. Now, what other ways do you think that we can say thank you besides saying thank you? Hmm. What other ways can we say thank you without just saying thank you? Here's one I'm thinking if I can reach it and get it out. We can send them a thank you note. We can write a thank you note. Have you ever gotten mail in the mail? It's so much fun to get mail, isn't it? To you, somebody wrote on the envelope in their own handwriting, and then you open it up, and it's somebody's own handwriting in there instead of typing. So we could send a thank you card to somebody. We could give them a gift to say thank you. Thank you for helping me and give somebody a, a, thank, a small thank you gift. Um, now, who, who might we send a thank you card to or give them a, maybe <laughs> offer them a, just a small thank you gift? Wonder who. You 
know somebody? I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe a coach that you've had. We've had lots of upward coaches this year that we could write them a thank you note or just um, give them a candy bar and say thank you for being my coach. Um, we could do that for our teachers, maybe at Christmas, to say thank you for being my teacher. Even our Sunday school teachers who volunteer every single Sunday to say thank you. Um, so wonder how we, you know, we have lots of things that we can say thank you about. So wonder how we keep track of all those things that we can say thank you for. I wonder how we keep track of all of that. One way is every night when, before we go to bed in our prayers, we say thank you to God. And that's how we can keep track. God, thank you for Bob and Jika for bringing me chili. <laughs> and I'd love some more the next time they fix it. <laughs> Don't give me the recipe, just bring me some more. We can say thank you to Boo, although they call, you know, Everybody else calls him Boo. <laughs> we can say thank you to David for being on the search committee that brought us Brother Tim. We can and say thank you to God. One of the ways that I'm going to start after the beginning of the year is a gratitude journal. Every day I will list at least three things that I'm thankful for. And then at the end of the year, I can go back and look at them. So we can keep a gratitude journal. So we say thank you to God because God gives us all of that stuff. Now, how do we thank God for all of this stuff? You know, because ultimately all this stuff comes from God. So how would we say, we, we can't exactly write God a thank you note and put it in the mail. Um, so how would we say thank you to God? Pray, thank you very much. Yes, we can. We can pray and tell God thank you. Are there other ways that we can say thank you to God? Here's what I'm thinking while you're thinking. I'm thinking one of the ways that we can say thank you to God is by loving each other. It makes God so happy when we love each other. And when we take care of each other, because we are all God's children, that makes God happy. And that's one way that we can say thank you to God. We can um, share our stuff with other folks. We can share our time. We can be kind to one another as a way of saying thank you to God for taking such good care of us and for um, all the ways that um, God loves us. So this is a week to say thank you. Thank you to our families. Thank you to our friends. Most of all, thank you to God. So let's pray together. God, we can't begin to say thank you enough. Because you take care of us every single day whether we know it or not. You watch out for us and protect us. 
I thank you for these boys and girls, oh God, because they are awesome already. And as they grow up, they're going to be even more awesome. So thank you for bringing them here. Thank you for their moms and dads. Thank you for this congregation and the investment that we make in them. But most of all, God, thank you for being our God. And thank you for loving us. And just so you know, God, we love you too. Amen. these tithes and offerings. Thank you so much for these tithes and offerings. Thank you so much for this Thanksgiving season. Let us always be thankful for what we have. Thank you so much for my family. Thank you so much for this church family. Thank you so much for the choir, that the beautiful song they sang today. Thank you so much 
for Pam Gardner's smiling face whenever I come into church every week and she gives me a hug. Thank you for Boo and Julie for being here today. They'll never know how much that they meant to me in my Christian growth growing up. Thank you for Dr. Hobbs. Thank you for everyone in this church. Let us always be thankful each and every day, not just during the Thanksgiving season. Watch over our world leaders. Let them strive to have peace throughout the world. Let us use food instead of bombs. Let us feed the hungry. Let us always do thy will. Please watch over all those who are sick in our church and everywhere else. Put thy healing hand upon them. Watch over those who have lost loved ones. Comfort them. Help them to grieve. Help them to heal. Watch over us as we go from this place. Let us be a bright light to shine on others who do not know thee so that they will know thee. And let us always put our faith and trust in thee. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Wow. Are you glad you're here today? I am. I am. And I know that some of you are probably looking at the clock and say, is he really going to do this? (laughs) You know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to do this. All right. I might even even get the fire coming down. (laughs) 
Years ago, there was a, an old TV commercial from Citibank in which the, uh, the bank wanted to say thank you to their customers for using their credit card. So they were, they were starting a rewards program where you could earn cash back just for using their credit card. Well, one of the commercials involved in this promotion was it involved two ladies that were in a grocery store. And one lady put her hand on the stomach of the other one and asked when her baby was due. And the other woman looked at her and said, I'm not pregnant. Oops. Talk about an awkward moment. Well, not knowing exactly what else to say, the first woman replied, thank you. And with that simple reply, the offended woman forgets all of the insulting words and the two ladies embrace. Citibank then flashed their slogan across the screen that said, it's amazing what a simple thank you will do. Well, it is amazing what a simple thank you can do. And who isn't disappointed when you do something nice for someone else and they forget to say thank you? Well, it happened to Jesus on at least one occasion, I'm sure probably more. He was on his way to Jerusalem, traveling along the border between Samaria and Galilee. But as he was about to go into a village, ten men with leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And so when he saw them, Jesus said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed from their leprosy. One of them, who was a Samaritan, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him profusely. And so Jesus asked, were not all ten of you cleansed? Where, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to this grateful Samaritan, Get up and go, for your faith has made you well. Where are the other nine? That is a question that has been asked by pastors and Sunday school teachers for over 2,000 years now. Ten were healed, but only one bothered to so much as write a thank you note. Where were the other nine? Well, we don't know exactly where they were, but I'm glad that you are here today because you are here in God's house to give thanks to the Lord for what God has done for you. So let's begin right here. It is important for us to say thank you, isn't it? It is important to say thank you, and I hope that's why you're here today, out of a sense of gratitude for what God has done for you. It is so important for us to say thank you, whether it is to God or to others who have blessed us in some way. Perry Tanksley wrote a devotion in Guidepost magazine about a while back about a man who had a great influence on his life. The man's name was Mr. Tinsley. During the, the week, Mr. Tinsley was a bus driver, but on Sundays he taught young Perry's Sunday school class. Well, at the age of 15, Perry decided that he had better things to do than to come to Sunday school, and so he became a Sunday school dropout. No one will me miss me, he said to himself, and so he just quit coming. 
But to his surprise, a week or two later, Mr. Tisdale came to his house to make sure he was okay and to encourage him to come back to Sunday school. Tanksley tries even now to think of why Mr. Tisdale's visit made such an impression on him. Maybe it was the the concern that was revealed on Mr. Tisdale's face. or, Or maybe it was the fact that Mr. Tisdale had to walk a whole mile to tell him that he really was missed at Sunday school. But whatever it was, it worked. Perry returned to Sunday school the next week and later became a well-known pastor. Well, 25 years later, Tanksley felt an urge to write a letter of appreciation to his old Sunday school teacher. And so this is what he wrote. He said, Mr. Tisdale, had you not walked on the road that day and placed your hand on the shoulder of a discouraged young boy who needed to know that someone cared it may well be that I would not be a minister today. Thank you very much. Well, a week later, Tanksley received a reply from that letter that said, Dear Perry, your letter came shortly after a near-fatal heart attack. Your words were better for me than a doctor's prescription. You see, I'd been reviewing my life and wondering if I had ever done anything worthwhile How glad and thankful I am that I walked that mile to win you back for Sunday school. Your letter has brought me encouragement and comfort. It is important to say thank you, isn't it? And I might also add that it's even more important to be a conscientious Sunday school teacher. Some of you will remember the television program from years back, On the Road with Charles Corralt. On one of his broadcasts, Kuralt was in Moscow, and he was interviewing an older gentleman with a chest full of of war medals. And the older gentleman had been a Russian doctor during World War II, but he was captured by the Germans and placed in a POW camp. Well, the Germans were particularly hard on the Russian POWs. It seemed that Americans, for some reason, were treated better, and they received more food in comparison with the Russians. The Russians were only given a bowl of thin, cold turnip soup every day. And as a result, hundreds of them died. So with tears streaming down his face, this Russian doctor told Charles Kuralt about a group of American soldiers who risked their own lives to smuggle food to the starving Russians. And he wrote down a list of their names as best he could remember them, and they asked Charles Kuralt if he could find them. Well, it was a hard task. It was an arduous process, but Kuralt finally found each of these American soldiers who were still alive, and he arranged for a meeting. The old Russian doctor was flown to Phoenix, Arizona to be reunited with some of the men who had risked their lives to save him. And there in that Phoenix airport, after 40 years, the Russian doctor saw his fellow captives and was finally able to say, thank you. It is important to say thank you. Jesus healed 10 men with leprosy, but only one came back to say thank you. And Jesus was disappointed, of course. And it, and it wasn't that he needed their gratitude. He didn't need anything from them. But how could they truly be healed, both physically 
and spiritually if they didn't have a sense of gratitude in their hearts. And that's why thanksgiving is so important for us. God doesn't need our thanks. God doesn't need anything from us. It is we who need to say thank you. Because you see, a sense of gratitude is one of the the surest signs that we have that we are spiritually healthy. Because folks, saying thank you, it is a way of reminding ourselves that all we have, everything that we have, we owe to God. You know, it is so easy in a society like ours in which we have so much, it's so easy for us to think that the blessings that we enjoy are things that we've earned by our own efforts. And we forget about the people who gave of themselves so that we might have the blessings that we have today. And it is easy for us to forget about the God who is the source of all of our blessings. But we must not forget that. We cannot forget that. Rudyard Kipling brought that thought home to the people of England more than a hundred years ago when Queen Victoria celebrated 60 years on the British throne in 1897. The nation threw a, a grand party. Everyone turned out to celebrate. And Parliament commissioned Kipling to write the national song, and they expected a song that, that extolled the, the splendor of the British Empire. But instead, Kipling's verse was called recessional, and each verse ended with this haunting phrase, Lord God of hosts, be with us yet, lest we forget, lest we forget. My friends, it is so easy to forget the one who is the source of all of our blessings. And you know something? The more that we have, the more tempting it is to forget. That's the demonic thing about having so much. It causes us not only to feel entitled in some way, but it also causes us to actually look down on those who have not been as blessed as we are. But folks, if we had the heart of Jesus Christ, that would be the last thing that we, do, we would do. Instead, our sentiments would be more like those expressed by an unknown author who said, even though I clutch my blanket and growl when the alarm clock rings, thank you, Lord, that I can hear. There are many who are deaf. Even though I keep my eyes closed against the morning light as long as possible, thank you, Lord, that I can see. Many are blind. Even though I huddle in my bed and put off rising, thank you, Lord, that I have the strength to rise. There are many who cannot. Even though the first hour of my day is hectic when socks are lost and toast is burned and tempers are short and my children are loud, thank you, Lord, for my family. There are many who are alone. Even though our breakfast table never looks like the pictures in the magazines and the menu is at times unbalanced, thank you, Lord, for the food we have. There are so many who are hungry. And even though the routine of my job is often monotonous, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to work. There are many who have no job. And even though I grumble 
and bemoan my fate from day to day and wish my circumstances were not so modest. Thank you, Lord, for life. My friends, we need to remind ourselves that God is the source of everything that is. And so when we say thank you, it is a reminder of the one who is the source of it all. And of course, the best way that we can express our gratitude to God is with an act of kindness to one of God's children. In his book titled, uh, Try to Give Yourself Away, David Dunn tells about a woman in the lobby of the Union Train Depot in Cincinnati, Ohio. She was waiting for a train. And she saw a young girl across the way, about 15 years old, sitting alone in the corner of the depot. And as she watched, she saw a a mother with two crying children and an armload of packages entering into the train station and sat down across the way from the young girl. And before this mother could even get settled into her seat, This teenage girl, about 15 years old, hopped up, went over to her and said, Can I take care of your children while you go and get something to eat? You look a little tired, and the next train isn't due for a while, so why don't you let me help you? I'm very good with children. Well, in today's world, a mother might be a bit suspicious or something like that, but this was in simpler times, and and people were less suspicious of things like that. And, And so the mother said, You know, thank you. Yeah, I'd like to do that. That would be wonderful. So she left her two children in the care of this anonymous and generous babysitter. And a little while later, the mother came back looking a little more relaxed, a little more refreshed. And she said, thank you so much. The teenager asked, are you catching the next train? And she said, yes, as soon as I I can get everything together. She said, let me help you. So she gathered all of the ladies' packages and headed toward the train. And after they were settled on board, she waved and said goodbye and went back into the train lobby and sat down. She wasn't there for about ten minutes. And she spotted another mother with children. And so she walked over and volunteered to to babysit once again. And after a while, that mother boarded the train and, and this drifting helper found yet another mother and did the same thing again. While this, by this time, the, the observer was puzzled enough to approach the young girl. She said, I'm curious. I, I've been watching you for a while now, and you've spent the entire time helping these young mothers and their children. Why are you doing this? And she says, oh, I was one of five children. <clears throat> my dad was in the Army, and we were always moving from one place to another. And And my mom got so tired carrying all of the packages and suitcases and caring for all of us. And I remember her saying to me, you're so good with children. My dad went to the war and he never came back. So that left my mom all alone and she just recently died. So I thought that maybe I could do something for others in her memory because she said that I was so good with children. I thought there might be a lot of mothers who would, who would be tired and frazzled here. And so that's why I come here to this depot. It makes me feel good doing it for her. It really helps. That young lady was expressing gratitude for her own mother by assisting other women who were struggling with their responsibilities. 
it's so important to say thank you, isn't it? And it reminds us that everything we have is a gift from God. And of course, the best way that we can say thank you is to do something kind for one of God's children. So how about you? Is there someone that you need to say thank you to today? Is there someone for whom you could do a kindness to show your gratitude to God? Saying thank you is very important, and doing something nice for someone is a great way to do that. And what an impact, what an impact that simple act of doing something kind to someone else can have on the lives of those that you touch. Do you want to see what an impact that can have? I want to finish my sermon by sharing just a little video this morning that shows you the impact of saying thank you. Let's watch it together. Hello there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm here to thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Christine. Bonjour, Karine. Bonjour. Hi, Michael. Hi. I'm ATM. You know what ATM stands for? Automated teller machine? That is correct, normally, but today you're wrong. I'm an automated thanking machine. Hey, oh. hello, buddy. <laughs> That's for you. That's on TV Canada Trust. Thank you. Selfie. Get my good side. There's a slot that's opening. Oh up. my goodness. Never in all my life had such a beautiful surprise. Yeah, you've been uh, helping your daughter out, is that correct? Yes. We've got something for you, Christine. We, there's something that's about to come out there. Those are two piggy banks. Those are for your kids. Well, we've got a little something for you because you're a famous customer. We know you love the Jays so much. Look on the other side of me. There's another slot that's going to open up. <laughs> on the left side there, yeah. That's awesome. She's my only daughter. She has cancer and she had uh, an operation on Tuesday. We wanted to thank you in a very specialized way. There's actually a card coming out for you right there. And if you look inside each piggy bank, there's a check for $1,000 to start an RESP for each of your kids. Really? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> that outfit. I hope the thanking's not done, Christy. What? Here's the thing. If you tell your kids, hey, here's an RESP. During this time, we have come to know how giving, loving, and supportive you are. Yes. No. Yes, you're taking your kids to a magical place in California, Christine. <laughs> I've never been able to take your kids anywhere. <laughs> it's wonderful that you've been with us for so long. That we, got to, that we can get somebody who might want to talk to you for a second about that. During this time, we have come to know how giving, 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 and support, 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 right now. Something right there for you. So I just threw you a ball, but Sunday you'll be throwing me a ball. Oh, my God. You'll be throwing out the first pitch. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Loot poster, poster. That's me. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Dorothy. You to thank her yourself. So we've got some something coming out of the slot slot now. Something right there for you. And those are tickets. Those are tickets. Those are Trinidad. Are you serious? I am serious. You're going to go see your daughter in Trinidad. Trinidad. Dad, 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 dad. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dorothy. Dorothy. How powerful. Thank you. Thank you.